Tainus, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Zion 1 7. The Mishnah continues straight from the previous Mishnah. Va'avru Elivlonanu. If these two pass, meaning these 13, the 13th of the 13 communal fasts, as we described in the previous Mishnahs, and Vlonanu, and the heavens do not respond, no rains fail. Mematin Bamaso Vamatan. We um, reduce commercial activity. Mema'et means to minimize. Um, but the parameters here are very specific. What it means is that commercial activity, that's for uh, simcha. So that would mean things like luxury goods or purchasing something for the sake of a, a wedding and something like that. Those we do not do at all. But other commercial activity, which is necessary for parnasa and livelihood and taking care of one's home and family, etc., that is all permitted. Bebinyan uvenetia. Same goes for construction and for planting of trees. Again, we're mama'at, meaning that we do not do any of these activities if they're for the sake of simcha, for increasing joy. Again, that would mean like building, let's say, a chuppah for one's child, planting a tree, as like royalty would do to provide shade. Again, luxury-type construction or planting, that is going to be forbidden. However, anything that's necessary for, you know, safety or basic living and so on, your the wall of the house is crumbling in, the roof is leaking, whatever it is, um, you have a new child in a place to put them to do additional construction, that's going to be permitted, etc., but not for simcha. Be'erasin uvenesuin, same goes with erasin, um, which is, I'll call it engagement, the first stage of marriage, same as kedushin, and nesuin, that's what I'll call it the second stage of marriage, same as chuppah, being married, living together. So those are both, again, mima'et, they are Again, minimize, but that's not a great translation. Again, it means they are forbidden altogether to anybody who has not yet fulfilled the mitzvah, to anyone who has already fulfilled the mitzvah of pruravu, meaning a person has met the requirements. Let's just call that for now having a boy and a girl. So then, and he's going to do, let's say, a second marriage. So he may not do that second marriage uh, during this time period. Because we're mit besimcha, we're min and simcha. But someone who has not yet fulfilled the mitzvah puravu hasn't got his two children, um, then he certainly uh, may get married during this period, and and should because he's got a mitzvah to do so. Uvesheila shalom ben adam lechavero kvene adam hanazufin lemakom. The way people should greet one another is as if they are people who have been um, rejected, castigated, censured by Hashem. There's a kol here. If a person, a prominent person, would um, criticize you and castigate you and set you, you know, reject you, so then you certainly would be having your head held low and, you know, feeling down and, and ashamed of yourselves and, and rejected. So that should be sort of the social posturing that people have um, as those who have been sort of rejected by Hashem. So that means then the greetings are 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 muted, they're quiet, not boisterous, not overly lively, not overly joyous. And the Gemara goes on to say that a Tomane Chachamim don't do any greetings at all. Not unlike what we're used to on Tisha B'Av. There, this issue of a Velas going on. Here, it's not a Velas per se, but the point is the same. The idea is the same, that um, we are not greeting one another at all. And a Tomane Chachamim was greeted, say, by someone who's an Amaris who doesn't realize. So his response should be, again, muted, head down, quiet, um, you know, minimal response. Now, Yechidim, those spiritually enlightened people, the Tamne Chachamim, who started out our Masechta fasting, those Bahab fasts prior to the rest of the community, so they once again 
um, can go back and do these Monday, Thursday, Monday fasts. Again, they're what I'll call minor fasts, meaning just day fasts, not the night before. Um, exactly like the parameters we had back um, in Mishnah Dalit. So that will continue on um, for those who, who are Yechidim, who, who want to. Yatsa Nisan, if Nisan passes, Yardu Geshamim, I'm sorry, I, I read that badly, I'm sorry. Hayechidim chosen umisanin ad sheyetze nisan. They, once again, those yechidim, the individuals, will fast again, but only until nisan goes out. Now, this nisan ending is not a reference to the lunar month of nisan, like the month after Adar. Um, the word nisan can also be referring to tekufas nisan, which is the vernal equinox, um, the day in the year that, one of the two days in the year where the length of day and night are equal, that marks the beginning, essentially, of spring in the even the secular calendar and, and Jewish kind of as well. Um, so, so what we're talking about here is once the month, the thirty days that are following the vernal equinox pass, um, so then no more fasting. So that vernal equinox, let's say, in, it's usually the twentieth or twenty-first of March on our current calendar um, every year, which means basically by the nineteenth or twentieth of April they would stop fasting regardless. Um, again, this doesn't mean the month of Nisan. Like the way the Rabbah says it, it's when the the Zodiac arrives at the beginning of Shore, of um, of Taurus. So that's, I don't get into the Zodiac right now, and how that works necessarily. But the point is, we're talking about astronomical and solar um, calendar as opposed to the lunar calendar, when we say this. So after the month, after the vernal equinox passes, so then, let's call that 19th, 20th of, of April, then no more fasting, because Yatsa Nisan and Yardu Gusham, because if Nisan passed, and then the rains fall, and there, you probably, you may have a gears of Lo Yardu or Velo Yardu, um, but those Velo should be taken out. It should read Yatsa Nisan Yardu Gushamim. If Nisan, meaning that that month, the first month of the spring, let's call it, um, passes, and yet, and only then do rains start to fall, Simon Klala, that is a, a sign of, of a curse, a cursed sign. Shneimar, as the Pasuk says, and this is a Pasuk that's um, from, from Shmuel. Hello, ktsir chitim hayom. Isn't today the day of the of the harvesting? This is Shmuel talking to the people. The context here is that Shmuel was trying to tell the people um, that their desire to set up a king was um, uh, worthy of, of rebuke. Um, inappropriate, and his sign to them was to make it start to rain, which was a cursed sign since that was the means today is the day for harvesting wheat. And they, it's at this point, Shmuel was saying that's a curse for rain to fall at this point, and that shows Hashem's rejecting their idea or not fond of their idea. And so to the mission here is bringing a proof that if it hadn't rained up to now, so rain's starting to fall this late in the season, a month after, you know, spring has begun, when it's ready time to to reap, you know, whatever is, has uh, begun to grow, that already would be a, a curse. Now, many, many people misunderstand this Mishnah, and they think any time it rains, they, they double-make a mistake. First, they think the Peshat is the month, they're talking about the month of Nisan. Putting that aside, they think that if it rains in the month of Nisan or after the month of Nisan, that's called the Simon Klala always, and they go, oh my goodness, it's June, there's a few drops of rain falling out of the this must be a Klala. That's not the Peshat. Tosiyonta speaks out, um, based on Yushalmi, that we're talking here about if it never rained the whole, win- the whole winter, and now the rain pitom starts coming in the spring after, you know, Yatsanisan, 30 days after the vernal equinox. So then that's a similar That's a bad sign. But a normal year where everything has been, it's been raining all along, it's not a bad sign at all for rain to come even after, 
after that point in time.